The Rambam very famously formulates in uh, his introduction to, to Parak Chelek the Yud Gemelikari Emunah. Yosef Albo thinks that the Rambam blurred the difference between Ikarim, between uh, fundamental principles and details and Pratim, and says that I would have uh, reorganized and I would have consolidated the Yud Gimel Ikarim into three Ikarim. I would have said that there's one Ikar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and which encompasses with the details the first five of the Rambam's uh, Ikarim, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists, is the source of all existence, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is uh, one and, 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 and unique, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in, <coughs> incorporeal and eternal, and that we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu without intermediaries. So I would have said that that's one Ikar, the, the Ikar of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with, with details. Then he says he would have reorganized the next four about Nevuah, about Nevuah's Moshe Rabbeinu, about Torah and Hashemayim, and about the uh, immutability and, and the eternity of Torah. He says, I would have called that a second Ikar of Torah, again, with, with, with details. And the, the last four, about uh, Yediyas Hashem, and Sochah Va'onesh, Mashiach, Yimosa Mashiach, and Trias HaMesim, so Yosef Alba says that he would have uh, consolidated that into Sochah Va'onesh, with the other things being details within Sochah Va'onesh. Then he says that smucham lachach, an indication that these really are the three overarching principles of Torah, of Yahadus, is when you look into the Rosh Hashanah Shman you look into the Rosh Hashanah Shman so the three brachos that uh, Chazal formulated for us, for Rosh Hashanah, Malchus, Zechonus, and Shofos, correspond to these three ikarim that I, Rabbi Yosef Albo, just uh, just presented to you. Malchios, referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Zichronos to Sochah Ba'onesh, and Shofos to Vayikol HaShofah Holech V'chazek Ma'od, Moshe Yadabe V'alukim Yanene V'kol, referring to Torah. So you see that what underlies Rabbi Yosef Albo's comment is that Rosh Hashanah, a day of Malchios, a day of Kabbalah Malchus is a day when we reaffirm our beliefs, our the ikari hadas, that that's an integral part of uh, of Malchios of, of Rosh Hashanah. Is that again? So what exactly? So what exactly is it that we're accepting upon ourselves? What exactly is it incarnating Hakadosh Baruch Hu as it were? What exactly is it that we that we reaffirm every year? So says Rabbi Yosef Albo, it's the Ikari Hadas, and hence he says one can reconstruct from the content, from the focus of the Brachos of Malchus, Zechonos, and Shofos, what those three basic pillars and principles of Yahadus are. So what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, briefly, it's Hashem, is again to try to understand one aspect of what it is we're reaffirming, what it is that we're accepting in the Malchus of Rosh Hashanah as it pertains to the topic of, of surrendering to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, 
There is a, I think by now, a, a very well-known insight offered by the Rav Zuchon based on the Rambam, the beginning of Hilchus Kriyashma. The Rambam's sort of explanation and paraphrase of the mission at the beginning of the second paragraph of Masechus Brachos, explaining the sequence in which we recite the three parashios of Shema. It, it requires some explanation because we don't follow the sequence in the Torah. Parashas Tzitz is, of course, coming in Sefer Bamidbar in, in Parashas Shlach. So the way the Rambam paraphrases and explains the Mishnah is that the reason we give priority within Mitzvah's Kriya Shema to Parsha Shema, the reason that is the first of the three Parshiyas is because within the Parsha of Shema, there are three foci, there are three elements within that parsha. Remember, the first one, the, the, the first pasuk, which formulates Yichud Hashem. The second, the mitzvah of Avas Hashem, Vahavta Hashem Lokecha. And then on the heels of that, Vishinantam Levanecha, the mitzvah of, of Talmud Torah. And it's because the parsha of Shema contains these three mitzvahs, these three elements, that's why it's uh, front and center stage within Kabbalah Omachu Shamayim. So says the Rav, so you see, that Kabbalah Omachu Shamayim means not only affirming Yichud Hashem, not only affirming the absolute oneness in the most simple and absolute sense of the word, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it also means devoting oneself to the goal of Avas Hashem and accepting upon oneself Talmud Torah. So the mitzvah of Talmud Torah then, what the Rav suggests based on this Rambam, there's an equation between Talmud Torah and Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim. How so? How, how, how does Talmud Torah equate to Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim? So the Rav elaborated and said, because when one learns Torah, so one surrenders Intellectually, one doesn't come with any preconceived notions to which Torah has to correspond. It's an act of, of coming again with no, no independent outside uh, axioms or biases, but rather to understand Torah on its own terms and to, again, to be mishabed oneself, to subordinate oneself intellectually to Torah. And hence, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is a form of Kabbalah Zomach HaShemayim because, again, one subordinates one's intellect to the Seichel HaTorah. And one is, again, not seeking to, 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 to make Torah correspond to any independently uh, arrived at or preconceived notions, but to rather understand internally where the Torah points, where the Torah takes us. Let me just mention an, another passage in, in the uh, in, in, in the Rambam. The Rambam has at the end of um, <coughs> the Rambam writes it in the, the uh, closing lines of Hilchos Meila. The Rambam offers a sort of uh, agadic. A, a perspective on the, the mitzvah of Me'ilah. And in so doing, the Rambam comments 
on the Gemara's distinction, the Gemara's division of mitzvahs, the Gemara Masachas Yuma, of mitzvahs into Chukim and Mishpatim, Mishpatim being those which are intuitively uh, obvious and natural to us, Chukim being those whose reason and rationale, at least initially, immediately, is not apparent. The Ramam says the same way the mitzvah, the Issa of Me'ilah, prescribes an attitude of reverence towards physical objects which have been endowed with Kedusha, and that's, that's the, that, those are the underpinnings of the Issa of Me'ilah, this attitude of reverence that we have. If you have Eitzim Vavonim, but the Eitzim Vavonim have been uh, invested with Kedusha because a person was Makdashit. So then Memela, now uh, the, the Issa Me'ilah, that one can't uh, derive one's own benefit, that one can't uh, use it for mundane purposes attaches to this uh, physical object. So the Ramam says how much more so that one can't have a mundane attitude towards mitzvahs of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Ramam says that when a person should do his best, that a person should reflect as uh, deeply as, as possible about Mishvatei Torah, and a person should try to decipher, a person should try to understand what the goal, what the rationale of Chukim is. However, says the Rambam, if a person fails to do so, so then the same way, again, the Torah commands this attitude of reverence towards physical objects, how much more so that al yedame bedaito, says the Rambam. A person shouldn't, with, with hubris, presumptuously think that because I don't grasp it, that there's any shortcoming in the, in the mitzvah satorah, but rather he should realize the shortcoming is in the, the, the limitations of his understanding. And in a similar vein, the Rambam comments in Parakhelek, when, when he uh, enumerates the Yud Gimli Karim, so the Rambam in the Iker of Torah Min HaShamayim says, and that Torah Hashem Tamima, all of Torah is replete with, with Chochmah, with profound Chochmah. I, uh, but there are many psukim in the Chumash that, that we don't see where, what the Chochmah is. V'simna hoisa filagesh la'alifaz ben Esav. So when most of us read the Pesach, it's not of uh, the utmost concern to us uh, who uh, Elifa's uh, Pilegish was and, and what her name is, and we don't necessarily see any Yechachm in that. So the Rambam says, so what should a person's response be when a person sees such a Pesach? He says a person has to daven. A person has to daven that the Rambam Shalom should give us right when Rambam Kiva Eger uh, blibes shver and, and, and a tosfus and something, v'asham yoyer enai. It's not, uh, there's no uh, shortcoming in the, the Tosus that he doesn't understand. Rabbi Kivega says, Hashem Yar Einai. So that's exactly what the Rambam writes there in Parish Mishnayas. He says, there are certainly Chelkei Torah, there are certainly parts of Torah that, that we don't really uh, understand, that we can't appreciate. But the Rambam says, Chas Vashalm, that a person should, uh, should for a moment question the divine wisdom that inheres within it. So what should the reaction be? The reaction should be that there's a schiv tefillah which accompanies the, the, the attempt, the enterprise of Talmud Torah. The common denominator of these uh, sources, again, the Rambam's equation between Talmud Torah and Kabbalah Somach the Rambam's... Uh, 
comment, his homily at the end of Hilchos Me'ila about the attitude towards Chukim and, and the Chi of Tfilo of which the Rambam speaks in, in Parish Mishnayas, is that it's axiomatic to our belief in, in Torah Menashamayim that what's in Torah is true, is, 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 is correct, is a source of, of profound wisdom. It's not only something which is binding. It's not only something with which to which we have with which we have to comply, but it's something which is which is emes. It's something which is right. The, the Magid Mishnah sounds this theme when he uh, elaborates a little bit the Rambam again in in very well known lines that that have become very well known at the end of Hilchas Lulav. So the Rambam writes that Hasimcha Shiyismacha Odam Basias Hamitzvah Baavas Hakel Shatsiva Bahen Avodagadolahi. It's a very great form and expression of Avodas Hashem that a person should have a sense of Simcha, should have a sense of 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 of, of, of serenity and, and profound joy in fulfilling mitzvahs. If a person holds himself back from this he's held accountable. We just read it uh, two weeks ago. So says the Magid Mishnah, elaborating what our approach, what our attitude towards mitzvah should be. A person's approach to mitzvah shouldn't be, well, they're obligatory, and as it were, there's, uh, I'm, I'm fulfilling mitzvahs at gunpoint. I'm forced, I'm coerced to fulfill them. A person recognizes that what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says binds me, it obligates me, but, but a person takes joy in fulfilling them. When a person fulfills a mitzvah, it's with the awareness that it's good. And a person chooses MS because he recognizes it as such. So mitzvahs are not just something with which we have to comply, something in which on a practical level that, that, that we have to make sure we're in sync with demands of mitzvahs, but there's an attitude which we'll see in a minute, I think one can say without, uh, without a disclaimer, is equally important, is no less important than the active and actual compliance is the attitude with which one complies with mitzvahs of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is an analog to this, and an analog which speaks in, in very strong terms. You know, sometimes the, the, the Chumash, the Rishonim, the, the, the Gedali Achronim speak in uh, politically incorrect terms. It makes us uh, uncomfortable because uh, we, we adulterate all uh, all the Shonas. We uh, don't want to say anything which might uh, be offensive to us, but uh, the, 
the Torah and the Chachmei Masorah teach truth and Anshe Emes, so they, they, they say it as it is. So there is a Ramah, take an, an analog to this. What we've been talking about until now, basically, is an aspect of emuna in Torah min HaShemayim. Emunah in Torah min HaShemayim doesn't only mean that Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from Har Sinai um, with the Shnei Luchos Habris telling us what we have to do. Moshe Rabbeinu came down with HaSinai with Emes. Moshe Rabbeinu came down with HaSinai with what's true, with what's right, with what's good. Yes, we have to comply with it, but it's not only that these are dictates with which we have to comply. Again, it's, it's an acknowledgement, an acceptance, a recognition, an affirmation that what Moshe Rabbeinu, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, is Tov, is Emes. And that's an aspect of Torah Menashamayim, of Emunah in Torah Menashamayim. When the, the, the Gemara Makkah says that Bochavakot vehemidan alachas, that Sadik vehemunaso yichya, it means that Emunah is an attitude. How does a person live constantly with Emunah? At Sadik, through his Emunah, he lives. It means that everything is filtered through the lens of Emunah. So it means that, again, that Emunah ultimately has to be an all-encompassing attitude. As it relates to Torah, so that's what it dictates. Again, not simply compliance, but an attitude of affirmation of this is right and this is good. My own ability to understand and appreciate the truth and, uh, and wisdom, whatever degree of success I may have, notwithstanding, but I know that it's Tov, I know that it's Emes. So the analog to this in terms of emuna as an attitude in Maaseh Hashem, so Maaseh Hashem expresses itself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement in the world expresses itself through the Torah and mitzvahs that He gave us, by which we live, but it also expresses itself through HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Hashkoch through HaKadosh Baruch Hu's divine providence. See, in, in this context... There's a very, very important uh, halacha which is codified by the Ramah in, in Shulchan Aruch based on, on a Gemara in Bavikama. Something very, very uh, relevant halacha l'maysa. It appears in the Simon in Yeridea about, uh, about how Menachemim, how those who are going to a base Ovel to uh, fulfill the mitzvah of Nichem Avelim should conduct themselves. Al-yoma odom l'ovel, the person who comes to the ovel should not say, Malacha lasas, ki i efshalashanas. Right? What are you going to do? You have to, you have to move forward. Right? It's a line that's a little bit too, uh, too familiar to us, when, especially given the fact that the Ramah introduces it with al-yoma odom l'ovel. The person is not supposed to encourage the ovel by saying, Look, you've got to accept reality. We can't do anything about it. We can't change what happened. So you have to look forward. You have to move forward. So what's wrong with that? Why isn't that just a realistic, uh, pragmatic approach to life? This borders on, on blasphemy, says the Ramah. Zeu kigiduf. It, it borders on blasphemy. Why? <laughs> Sounds like, 
Lu yehi, like the the, the door haflaga. Lu yehi, that, that that we had the uh, the ability to fight Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and lu yehi, that we could overturn what Hakadosh Baruch Hu did. So we would. But my advice, my counsel to the Avelim is, was, what can we do? What can we do? The Yibam Shalom is stronger than we are, and it's been decreed, so we have to accept it. So says the Ramah, that that's Rachman time Kegiduf. Because what's being insinuated, what's being implied is that what happened isn't good, what happened isn't right, what happened isn't true, which is why if only I could, if only I could override the Rebbeinu Shalom's so I would have, but but I can't, so we have to move on. Says the Rebbeinu Well, what difference does it make if, if, if Rahman al-Etzlan, the, the implied giduf, is that if I could, I would override HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Gzera? Or is it any different than if I say, a person gets up and says, you know, what can we do? It says in the Torah that such and such is forbidden. You can fill in the blank of, of such and such. Uh, I, I, I leave it to everyone's, uh, everyone's resourcefulness uh, to, to fill in the blank. We have no choice. We have to comply with halacha. We have to comply with halacha. We have no choice because we're, we're Torah-committed Jews, so we have to comply, we have to comply with halacha. But it's a problem. So what, what's insinuated between the lines in that is not altogether different than what the Ramah is commenting on and what the Ramah is condemning as an approach to Nichem Avelim. If, if what's being insinuated between the lines is that uh, really we think this halacha is unfair, and if only we, we could, if only we had a get-out-of-jail-free card to play, and, and, and we could override a specific mitzvah or a specific halacha, we would do it. But we can't. So we have that same attitude, the same in terms of relating to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as God of history. So, so too, in terms of relating to HaKadosh Baruch as the Nosei Torah. But it's no more acceptable, it's no more consistent with belief, the same way in relating to HaKadosh Baruch as God of history, it's incompatible with Hatsua Tom and Paolo Kichod Rachav Mishpat. So, so too, in terms of relating to HaKadosh Baruch as the Nosei HaTorah, Torah Hashem Tumimo, Meshivas Nefesh, Yivchar batov, mitzad shehu tov, ba'emes, mitzad shehu emes. So there's no such thing as, well, we have to see, we have to advance such and such a cause as much as possible, even though it's not really on the same wavelength as halacha, but we're going to do it, we're going to push the boundaries as much as we can. The attitude, sometimes made explicit, other times left implicit, is that really we fundamentally don't accept the 
the, the underpinnings of the halacha, but EF Shalashanas, EF Shalashanas. So what are we going to do? So we're going we're gonna to push the envelope as much as we can in a particular area. What are we going to do? We're going to, again, we're going to struggle. We're going to say there's a problem here. There's a... But the attitude is the same attitude that the Ramah classifies Rahman al-Atzlan as Kegiduf. Chaim Velazhin at the end of Shah Aleph in Nefesh Chaim explains how before Torah was given, so at that point, someone like Yaakov Avinu, based on, on his uh, esoteric, uh, mystical knowledge, could divine appropriately and correctly that he was supposed to marry two sisters and, and go ahead and do so. And he says, from the time that Moshe Rabbeinu brought Torah down, from the time the Torah was given by Moshe Rabbeinu, so then, again, our job is to understand as much as we can, but even Adam HaGadol, even the greatest person with the greatest knowledge, so his understanding of all the Sodos HaKabal, of all the Sisrei Torah, tells him, that he should, uh, he should write the Shul and Shabbos, it tells him whatever, whatever he thinks he should override. So there's no such thing as, uh, as, as, as having a, any kind of uh, logic or insight that, 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 that changes Torah and, and Iota. To accept Torah... 365 days a year, 354 days a year. And certainly on Rosh Hashanah means not only to commit ourselves to complying with the Torah, but it dictates a certain attitude towards Torah. And surrendering, Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu, means not only surrendering because E.F. Shalashanos, because we have to comply with what he says, but it means surrendering intellectually, attitudinally, to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of truth, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of Chochmah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of Tov, and therefore what it says in the Torah is not just, again, is emesdik. There's no such thing as it's out of sync with uh, what people nowadays tell us about how some people are, are, are wired, or it's out of sync with this, it's out of sync with, with, with that, Torah is emes. Could be that we're out of sync with Torah. So that's what the Ramam says. We're out of sync with Torah. The, 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 the shortcoming is within us. And that's part of the tzaddik b'emunaso yichya, that attitude towards kiyam ha-mitzvahs, that attitude towards shmiras ha-mitzvahs. Just, we, we began talking about uh, Malchus of Rosh Hashanah, maybe just to, <coughs> to conclude on that note as well. There's a profound paradox related to Rosh Hashanah. And that is Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Hadin. Rosh Hashanah, the first of Aserus Yom Tshuvah, is certainly a time that we want to position ourselves to be able to merit Kapara. 
if, if there's one day in the year when we want to make ourselves worthy and deserving of Kapara, it's Rosh Hashanah. So the Rambam writes at the beginning of Hilchus Tshuva that in order for a person to attain Kapara, so not only does he have to do Tshuva, but he has to be Misvada. He has to say Vidoy. And without Vidoy, is Eino Nimcha Eino Miskapelo. So the problem is, when you, when you search the Machsa in Rosh Hashanah, for Vidoy, it's not there. There is no Vidoy. Why it's not there is, on one level, easy to understand. Imagine there's a coronation of a Melech Basavada. Everyone is uh, praising the, the Melech. Everyone is swearing their undying uh, allegiance to the Melech. In the midst of all this, a villager comes to the front and says to the Melech, you know, I really wanted to apologize the other day when you came to visit our village. Remember someone threw a rotten tomato at you? Well, it was me, and you know, I really, really have tremendous remorse at what I did. So what's so outrageous about this? What's so outrageous is that at the moment of uh, coronation, at the moment of Malchios, there isn't even a Hava Amina of disrespecting the king. There isn't even a Hava Amina of disobeying the king. It's not a time, even in the context of confession and, uh, and apology, to make mention of any disrespect or disobeying of the king. So in Rosh Hashanah, we can't be misvadah. That's clear. That's why the Arizal says we should even skip the first Avinu Malkeinu. We shouldn't even say Avinu Malkeinu Chatanon Fanecha because you can't even mention Chait. The mere mention of Chait, the Hava Amina of Chait, contradicts the, the Malchios of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so that we understand. But Lamaisa, how, how do we then merit the Kapora on, on, on Yom Adin. So what, our, hands are, our hands are tied by, by the fact that, that you can't be misvada on, on Rosh Hashanah. So apparently, what you have to say is, is, is along the following lines. I think some of this, I'm not sure exactly how much, I think some, some of, the, of these ideas are, are, are in, in the Siva Shalom. I'm not sure exactly how much. But you have to say something along the following lines. The Gemara says in Shabbos, that call him Shabbos, Shabbos Gehulchaso, is afilu enosh is If a person observes Shabbos, Again, not only uh, the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. He's so What happened to the vidui? What happened to the Rambam that is kapara? So apparently, there's another track for kapara. Apparently when the Rambam is telling us that Vidu is Ma'akev, so the Rambam is not saying that it's Ma'akev, that there's no such thing as Kapara in the world. It doesn't exist without Vidu. No, the Rambam is telling us that this track, the track of Tshuva, the track of Korbanos, that this track only affords Kapara, only leads to Kapara when accompanied by Vidu. But Shabbos, apparently Shabbos is also a source of Kapara even without the vidui. There is a parallel track of, of Kapara. What's Shabbos about? So Shabbos, in a different sense than Rosh Hashanah, <coughs> now's not the time to, to elaborate that, Shabbos is also a day of Malchios. It's also a day of Yismuchuva Malchuscha Shomei Shabbos. 
Shabbos is also a day of Malchias. So what emerges from that Gemara and Shabbos is that what we can be poel all year, what we can accomplish all year long, which requires a vidwei dvarim, on Rosh Hashanah we can accomplish through mal- that same kapara can be attained, can be arrived at through Malchios. That the Malchios of Rosh Hashanah is the source of kapara. Ein we don't have the vidwei. And what we're doing doesn't qualify us, again, for the track of Kapara, which the Rambam uh, outlines for us in Hilchos Tshuva, but apparently the Malchios of Rosh Hashanah. If a person really, really, with that Malchios, so then that becomes a source of Kapara, just as the Gemara tells us in the context of, of Shabbos. Halavai, in the schus of the Malchios, again, a Malchios not only of recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's might in, in the sense of sovereignty, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu's truth in the sense of sovereignty. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a source of truth and how that carries over to, in our attitude towards Kiyom HaMitzvah that we should be Zolchefer HaMalchios, we should be Zolchefer HaKapor, HaKzir 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 HaK